I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Okay, this is Theory 2, the Ghost Monument I'm talking about. It's the second episode of the 11th series or the... It's, anyway, it's the first Jodie Whittaker series. We can't keep going into numbers. I'll get confused. I did not pass maths at school. Uh, the Ghost Monument refers to the TARDIS, the Doctor's time and spaceship, which is in the form of a London police box. Which uh, There is a mention in this episode that there's one in Sheffield. Um, the one in Sheffield is kind of like twice the size and green. Uh, and it, But, you know, police... Police boxes were a thing in the UK, all over the place. They, but they they had a concrete bottom, and you could lock a villain in there if you needed to. <laughs> like then, well, there, was, there was like a little shed. It was like a garden shed in the street, and it had a telephone in it. Uh, anyway, so they've they basically it, this episode they've been thrown into the vacuum of space by accident because the doctors have had a whoopsie uh, aiming at a planet that's not there anymore, and they're picked up by two people, uh, Epso and Angstrom, who are in the middle of like well, as the doctor describes it, Paris Dakar in space. This episode is goes at a breakneck pace. Like, if you broke this down into four episodes like the like Doctor Who used to be in the in the 70s and 80s, uh, you would have four very disparate stories just bashing into one another. Like, it, it, it kind of... Again, I'm getting the kind of 60s vibe. The fact that the Doctor has three companions, which the Doctor had three companions way back when in the 60s and then again in the 80s. Um, also, the... The, like, you know, there are episodes in the 60s like The Chase and The Keys of Marinus uh, where each episode was somewhere else entirely. It was like a whole other situation. You'd get to the end and then you'd be flung off to somewhere else. And that's what this feels like. Like, so at the start, we're in outer space. We're crashing on a planet. It's all very exciting. Next thing we know, we've pivoted and we're in the middle of a race and we've got to get across a, a poisonous lake or an ocean, which... That also happened in the case of Marinus. The water was made of acid and it would eat through things. Uh, so, 
They've got to get across this ocean. That's like a whole other episode. Then they're being they're fighting with sniper robots, and I do love, I absolutely love the moment where the doctor says, "You've got to use brains. You can't be attacking people with guns." And I mean, it, that is kind of the ethos of the show. And there have been. A few moments where, you know, things get blown up, the Doctor explodes things. There's been a lot of, you know, talk of the Doctor going to war in the last, you know, few series. So, having the Doctor go, no, 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 don't use a gun. You're going to make things worse. Let's use our brains. And then proceeded, proceeds to use her brains to save a situation. Um, after Ryan goes <laughs> running out shooting at sniper robots because he's played Call of Duty. You know, it's like some people watch a stand-up special on Netflix and then they turn up to a gig and go, yeah, 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 I've watched stand-up, I know how this works, and ha- have not really worked out how it works. It's uh, Maybe I should do a podcast about how to do stand-up. I'd be very good. I've taught people how to do stand-up before. Mainly I tell people not to bother because it's hard. Um, anyway... <laughs> You know, you can't... Like, it's a fun... It's a fun, silly thing. There's a lot of shooting. Then there is the whole crawling underground thing that we bump into the Stenzer again, the tooth-faced man from last episode. He's back in the Ghost Monument. Well, you don't see him, but this whole planet has... is basically is full of biological death traps that have been invented for the Stenza, invented under duress by, you know, people who've been under the thumb. The other thing I love about this episode is that you get like these tiny little glimpses into what's going on out there in the universe. And I think there's more than enough. Like, you know, Angstrom, who's played by Susan Lynch, talks about, you know, her family running from the Stenza and, you know, you get these... But you never see any of this. This is just all told in little snippets of dialogue and it just... This is what I loved about Doctor Who when I was a kid was it allowed me to imagine all the other things that could happen. Of course, now, uh, since then, there have been hundreds of books and Doctor Who radio plays written about those in-between times, you know. <laughs> that one line of dialogue that gets tossed away suddenly becomes 42 episodes of a mini-series in, in, that fans have made. But, you know, that's, that's just a testament to the level of creativity in the show. I love it. It's so exciting. Now, there is a moment in this show where the Doctor is faced with spooky cloths from space. Um, <laughs> there are spooky cloths. They're psychic cloths, and they're trying to strangle people. Like, and it's kind of like it looks like they've been invented as as field dressing. You know, sentient field dressing that can work out what's wrong with you and help you and fix you. But they've been twisted by their these terrible Stenza scientists, and they've been you know they now try and strangle you and kill you. Um, like these burnt wound dressings, the psychic wound dressings. And one of them says something to the doctor about, you know, being the timeless child and it being hidden from her. And she turns to them and says, get out of my head. And now this is technically a spoiler because I know if you haven't seen this series, you're going to be watching every episode, think, wondering when this comes back up again. It doesn't. But having watched the trailer for Series 12, I think maybe it might come up in this series. Maybe this is something that was meant to pay off and then they went, no, 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 we've got too much continuity as it is. We need to just hook people in episode by episode. Let's not go crazy with the ongoing narrative early. That's my hope. 
because it it's such a juicy thing. Even if it doesn't, again, the things that are going through my head about what it means for the Doctor to be the timeless child are very, very exciting to me. Anyway, it could be something bigger to come. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this episode just on a pure visceral space crashing level like the scene in the cockpit there's there's a scene that's told that's done all in one take um which if you've got the blu-ray like i do uh you can see a making of scene where they show you how they did it all in one take the whole set moves and it's a really effective moment this is the thing i love about the the show now is that they just throw money at it and it's just for like a five minute bit at the start when they're crashing a spaceship it's amazing i love it and this whole thing apparently was shot in south africa because there's a there's beach scenes and the beaches have sand. And as we all know, there is no sand in the UK. No, there is. There's sand. There's, I went to a sandy beach in the UK, uh, Bournemouth, Muddiford, one of those. Um, and it's the only time in my life I've ever had sunstroke. <laughs> I know. I grew up in Australia. Like, it's 48 degrees here quite regularly. Well, now, uh, <laughs> quite regularly. And I, I've been out in 43, 45 degrees. Fine. It was 23 degrees in Mudderford. I went swimming in the Solent, which is the bit of water in between the main bit of England and the Isle of Wight. And it's... Arctic, like there is, it, the water does not warm up all day. It's not like the Gold Coast where the water is always like 19 degrees and it's like even in winter, it's gorgeous. No, no, no. This water is from the Arctic and it is icy and I went swimming in it and I got sunstroke. So, let that be a warning to you. The sun in Britain is very, very scary. <laughs> even when it's only 23 degrees. It could take you by surprise, Australians. Anyone who's been in the sun <laughs> and has lived in a sunny climate... Don't be fooled by that British weather. That is, that can come and get you when you least expect it. Um, speaking of the Isle of Wight, I once went to, I went to on a trip to the Isle of Wight when I was living in the UK. When I was, oh my god, I would have been twenty, twenty one. Um, and my boyfriend at the time's parents, like they decided to take me on a day trip, uh, because I was free. Um, we went to the Isle of Wight and. It was, we went on a hovercraft. Oh my God, so 80s. Uh, (laughs) I mean, this was the 90s. And it was like, so I went to live in the UK after Doctor Who finished, which was devastating. So like the early 90s. And there was a Doctor Who exhibition on the Isle of Wight. Oh my God, it was amazing. I'll see if I can dig up a photo of it. I probably can't. Uh, It was a very long time ago. But if I I do, I'll pop it online at adamrichard.com.au. Speaking of, if you have any theories yourself, If you'd like to join in on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Theory at adamrichard.com.au is the email, or you can get me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or all those places. I'm not making a special one for the podcast. Just just come at me. I'm in charge of all this. I, I run it all. So... You know, complain to me about my annoying podcast. Um, That's about all I've got time for. Uh, Tomorrow, we are going to be talking about Rosa. This is an episode about Rosa Parks. Uh, It's an episode about racism. And I'm going to end up white-splaining it no matter how how hard I try not to. Because I'm a white person. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, We'll be back next time on I Have a Theory. Adam Richard has a theory. That's the name of the podcast. But I feel weird saying my own name. But then I just said it. Anyway... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.